2: We're back with another Parks and Recreation episode. This week, we're talking about park safety. Classic, classic season two episode. Andy Sandberg's character comes in here and, you know, he's loud, he's funny. And Jerry really, this is probably the singular episode where Jerry gets the most made fun of. There's a time in which they, they have compassion on Jerry. And then there's a time in which they just cannot stop themselves from berating Jerry. So this is a perfect introduction to our compassion series where we want to start to understand, you know, what does it mean to be Compassionate. We talk about empathy, but really, compassion is taking empathy to a whole nother level. So we're going to work to define compassion and then look at the example of how the Parks and Rec office works with Jerry and figure out, you know, how can we learn to be more compassionate to the people in our lives?
1: Wonder Tour, episode 51 today. Like Drew said in the intro, we're, we're talking about compassion in this series. Pretty excited about this. This is a... This is going to be one that really stretches us, really puts it out there because I think it is a word that I think few, few endeavor to unpack. It'll be interesting. We've got our guest BB here with us again. We brought him in in episode 49. So if you want to go back and listen to that first, that'd be great. I'm excited for this, Drew. Where do you want to start at?
2: Let's start with a working definition of compassion, just like we usually do when we begin a new series. This is something that we are passionate about. Is trying to figure out how do we kind of concisely define these topics so that we can share them with others. So let's just start with Bibi, since we've got you here for a reason. Bibi, you know what do you know about compassion and what does it mean to you? How do you explain it to somebody else?
0: Well, first of all, thanks again, guys, for having me on. I just love having a conversation with you guys because. As I said in our previous episode, I'm a simple guy. I like things easy and, and nice and neat, and you guys are able to, to kind of dissect these th- Types of topics. So I appreciate um, your points of view. Um, And so, again, just thanks again for having me on. I hope I can give some value to your uh, podcast here today. So, uh, as far as compassion is concerned, we talked a little bit about this before. It's just doing the right thing, loving people more than you love yourself. And, And it's just doing the right thing, even when nobody's looking and that includes loving people. And so a lot of people have definitions or de- different definitions of love. And, and for me, love is when you, you want somebody other than yourself, you want you want them to do better than you do, or you want something more for them um, than you want it for yourself. That's love. When we talk about that, it, it, that's really a, a core element in, in what, what we do as far as our compassion for other people, because we want to see them succeed. We want to see them change. We've talked about Changing what we do, not only from the inside out, but when we do that, then other people change too. It has an effect on them. So that's what compassion is all about for me. It's just loving people beyond yourself, doing the right thing for them, even though it might cause us a little bit of pain or a little inconvenience or maybe some ridicule from other people, whatever that looks like. We need to look beyond that and and just do the right thing and and love on people for who they are and, and, and not what they are.
1: I love that. You guys really layered in the fact that empathy comes first in this and then integrity and compassion kick in as a kind of a twin force to really make change happen in people's lives. And I I like that you one of the things that you touched on, which was you want it better for somebody else than what you've got it. Well, that is not natural. This is not naturalism, right? This is this is not natural to to want to do this, but this is very beneficial for our fellow humans. So I think that's really interesting and I think really fascinating thing to talk about. So let's jump into this, Parks and Recreation episode Park Safety. So Jerry is the butt of all the jokes and that is a pun because one of the jokes is that Jerry splits his pants in the episode. However, we're going to go into the what if. I want to put us in that situation where Jerry is basically going to do a slideshow, talk about, I believe it was, was it hunting safety or hunting season? It was hunting season, right? You got me there. Yeah. So he had a slideshow going on, something to do with hunting and bumps into the chair. No big deal. But they start to wind up like the whole situation. Right. And so he drops something. He re- reaches over to get it and he splits his pants and then he farts at the same time. And that's it's in the context of a greater episode here where he is literally fallen into a creek. And we'll get to that later in our in our moment. But for our what if this is a situation in which he is literally getting ridiculed to no end. You guys want to tell me a little bit about that part so that we can kind kind of set the stage with that. And then we can talk about the what if
2: like i think ron says it best pretty matter-of-factly right jerry is the schlemiel and the schlemazel it's like (laughs) i mean to some extent like you can't help but laugh at the situation You're just like oh my gosh that you know the, the caricature that is jerry he's just always falling over himself and making a fool of himself but i think kind of to set up the situation in this episode so that we can go ahead and tag off of it but jerry goes to you know he pulls the short straw because they stack the deck against him so he has to go refill the hummingbird feeders and then he goes to the creek or he goes out there and he's trying to cross the creek or whatever he's trying to actually get his burrito out of the creek a very jerry thing to be doing of course (laughs) and he falls into the creek and he hurts his shoulder he you know tells a little white lie that he was mugged while he was out there trying to do the bird feeder thing And as a result, everybody is trying to be nice to Jerry. Leslie makes him a pillow. They, of course, you then also have April and Andy who put some notebook paper on a a tack board (laughs) for Jerry or whatever, you know, the least possible thing that they could do for him. But I think there's something as a leader watching this in this office environment, right, you know, a business leader, a person, you know, a leader in, in, in whatever area you're in, uh, soft leader where maybe you just have influence, hard leader, maybe where you have some uh, some teeth and management responsibilities. There's a little bit of discomfort here, right, where you're just like uh, either. I would say there's discomfort either because you're like, maybe it is like that in my organization and I, we do have a Jerry and you're like, I don't know if that's right. Like we probably shouldn't have a Jerry or you're like, man, like I really don't want it to be like that, but every once in a while, like it comes up and, and I don't know how to diffuse the situation, but you know, I just don't feel like we're taking care of people if we're berating one of our team members.
0: What do you think BB? Yeah, they, they really ride Jerry constantly. And I mean, it's it's a wonder that he's not in 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 the uh, insane asylum just because of that. It, they are relentless on that for sure. But I just want to touch on something that you had mentioned earlier about uh, being natural with with compassion and love. And and it it's not it really isn't. You're you're exactly right on that. However, the the best scenario that I could think of when we look at that is with your kids. You want your kids to be better than you are. You want you you love them regardless of what they do, although they may frustrate the heck out of you uh, at times and, and, and drive you crazy, but yet we as a society are taught, take care of yourself, get what you can get. And so that does have an effect on the compassion that we show towards others because it's all about us and it's not about them. We, we talked about this in our last uh, get-together about you know making conscious decisions about what we do and who we are and, and taking the high road and that kind of thing. And so what I believe is, we need to, to to consciously think of, I am going to have compassion towards this person because it's not natural for us. We want what's best for us, not what's best for others. But if we if we can replace others, whether it be in the workplace, at school, out on the street with our family, we replace those, our kids into that scenario, we're going to treat them differently. We're going to treat them with that love and that compassion. Therefore, that's just going to have that ripple effect like we talked about earlier. So I think especially in this episode when they're just they're just riding Jerry like crazy for every little thing that he does. I get that. And it makes for good comedy. But when we when we apply that to the real world, I mean, that's just it's mean. I mean, you're just you know, you're riding this guy and, and, and there are effects to that as well. So we do want to have compassion. Yeah, it's it's fun to make fun of people when when we occasionally slip up or we do something stupid or we just we're, we're goofy at times. But there is a line there somewhere, and I think they cross it, in, especially in this episode because it's one time after another. So, and this is what, in
1: our what if is that that we want to talk about, right? Is what if one of them decided not to do it? And we all let's. You know, I know we all think it would be Leslie that wouldn't do it, but let's let's flip it a little bit. Let's say what if Tom didn't do it. And he started, Hey, Jerry, I'm going to go to the store and get you a new pair of pants. You know, Tom's into fashion. It could happen. How would Tom handle the rest of them in the right way? Because I think that's a really, we kind of touched on a little bit, talking about, you know, leading a team. And in this case, I would be really proud to work with somebody if they were able to. Now I would feel a little bit sting at first, right? So if somebody gently rebuked me, right, and said, look, this, this guy is like having a tough day here. Or what would you guys do, you know, in that situation in order to oh, handle it in it a magnanimous up.
2: way? Yeah, it comes up all the time. I mean, for me, Bibi, you know, where I, I guess we can go a little bit into some experiences here where I met you was serving homeless people, right? And so that was one of the first things, you know, I did, I was not good at compassion, When that started, I'm still learning, I'm still becoming good at you know better at compassion. But I was not good at compassion when I started out serving homeless people. And one of the first things that you learn is people are gonna wrong you, you know, they're they're gonna have a bad day. But you have to stop and think to yourself, what experiences in this person's life have led them up to this point, whether it's today or 10 years ago or you know, when they were a kid, what led them to this point? And really drilling that into me has been critical to the extent that now like. That is has become really my default way of thinking is when something happens that could offend me or could, you know, I could see as like, oh, it's a Jerry moment. Like, you know, why is that person you just ask the question, why are they like that? And you start to just try to have empathy for them. And then from there, you can figure out how to have compassion. Right. And the compassion, we don't see here in this episode. What would compassion look like in this situation?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think I think you hit it on the head there, too, Drew, is the compassion is. You know, people are going to uh, offend you. However, you, you can only be offended if you allow, allow it to happen. And so early in my life, I, I was offended by what people, you know, I was a people pleaser. I wanted, I cared what people thought. As I got older, I cared less about that because it's not about me, right? And so I don't really care. I, I don't take things personally. People always are jabbing at me, especially the homeless community in which I, I'm there almost 24-7. A lot of times they will make comments or whatever, but I, I think... If you do it with compassion and you, you don't let it offend you, because we all have our opinions, but if you don't let, let it offend you and you know who you are, people start to respect you. In the communities in which I, I live and spend most of my time, people, they're, they're always jabbing because they're, they're, they're hurting and, and they're, they, they're under different circumstances than, than we might be. And so, they're you know, hurt people hurt people. And so they're always lashing out. And I understand that. So when you when you understand the why behind what what people are doing, you you don't take offense at that, first of all, because it's just what it is. But then. They start to respect you. And, and again, that could that could flow over into the workspace where, you know, when you understand why people are doing things and, and we have compassion towards that, we don't try to belittle them and berate them. They start to respect you. But you also got to hold fast and true to your own core beliefs and your foundation, your fundamentals. So, yeah, it, it just especially like in this episode, like I said, I, I think uh and I think you, you alluded to this earlier that you, you really would have. Like to see somebody stand up for Jerry. May not make for good comedy, but yet in the real world applications, it would it would have been my heart would've leapt for joy if somebody stood up and said, Okay, guys, enough's enough. You don't have to do it berating the group for getting on Jerry all the time. But yet if you do it with kindness and you do it with gentleness and you explain the reason why we don't want to do that, he's just a a man like everybody else. He's human. He's going to make mistakes, although he tends to make more than most. Yeah, that would have been that would have been awesome to see that. But again, it doesn't make for good comedy.
1: Yeah, no, I'm with you. And I, I think one way to do it as a magnanimous leader, I don't know what you guys think, but would just be to say, hey, Jerry, um, here, just, just come with me and essentially just kind of usher him out of the room. Let the silence do the talking potentially. And I I think that that's what some better people in my life do sometimes. And they just let the silence do the talking. And I think that is when you just let that happen, you just let the mic drop in a way you do it in a humble way, right? You're not like, well, let me take you out of the room. (laughs) And that's kind of like the attitude with it. So it really is like, even that, innocuous statement, depending on how you deliver it, especially you could deliver it with a laser stare at somebody. Well, Jerry, let me take you out of the room. And, and right now, for those that obviously can't see me, but I'm like making the, the big eyes, right? Where you, know, you could kind of communicate through your body language. You don't want to do that as a maintenance leader. I think that's a judgmental thing to do. It's, it's kind of what I was trying to get at. But I think that those are some good the discussion points that we had there. Let's go to the, the moment here. Drew, you want to talk about the moment? This is where we kind of talk about how, you know, Jerry kind of comes clean with yeah. Leslie at the at the press conference. I think that would be a good it's a good moment to kinda of talk on because of the fact that well he violated his integrity, which he never has in the entire show, as far as I know. Guys oh, this always is, Yeah, that's
2: a good point actually here though. The this right this thing. is the only this is probably the only like display of compassion in the episode, right? Where Leslie finds out right before she's about to go up and and talk that she's about to address the media uh, that Jerry made it up and she's gonna have to go out there anyway and address the media. And so Leslie in this moment has compassion on Jerry and it would be a whole lot easier to just flip it on Jerry and just make fun of him and be like, oh, look, Jerry's stupid. But she's like, you know what? I can't do that to him. I have to. She basically just takes the fall and just is like, all right, well, I, in this situation, she has to go up there and, and just kind of like pull people around. She doesn't quite lie about it, but she kind of does. She's just like, all right, I'm just going to go ahead and take this conference and look like an idiot, basically, because I have nothing to say ba- here. So I don't want to now you know, I don't want to attack carl's character about the safety of the park but i also can't attack jerry because he's in a vulnerable state right now so i think leslie does display some compassion there where she actually puts herself down with jerry and you know she ties herself to him basically
1: well she also goes on calamezzo's show later with carl and he's like i found you out leslie you look at this guy right here, and he's got the the video of you know Jerry falling in the creek. It's a home. It's with his giant camcorders because this is Pawnee, and everything's 1980s, 1990s. She she also has a compassion there as well because she convinces Carl to talk about the hype of Avatar on the Joe Calamezzo show, and he's like. I- I just don't think it you know, ended up being as good as they hyped it up to be. And she's like, "I'm sorry, I think it exceeded the hype." And then Calamezzo's like, "She's just livid. Don't you beep do that to me ever again on this show." I think the consistency thing here, as we're 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 on that borderline between the integrity series and compassion series, I want to say this is that Leslie acts consistent with her character in these two situations. Episode 49, we talked about the hunting trip. How she took the took the fall. And in this one she's taking the fall again, isn't she guys?
0: Absolutely. I th- I think it comes back to her character, not not the character on the show but the character within her that she's she's the protector, you know, although she might make fun of Jerry and 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 Tom and and some of the other characters as well, but she's almost like the mother figure where she's protecting and and that's a that's a great character trait because when these guys get themselves into these particular situations it's almost like leslie's coming to the rescue and, and sometimes there are there are, and, and we've talked about this before but yet a lot of times there's a fine line between what what's the right thing to do and and and, and also protect people at the same time and so I, I think that she really really just comes to the rescue on this one and um, that's just a, a wonderful trait there
2: She's always taking responsibility for everybody. And she she will take ownership of whatever happens to them.
0: Yeah, the buck stops there. Yeah. Yeah. What do you
1: think about the line between compassion and enabling, given that we've talked so much about homeless people today and those situations and those rich experiences you had? When does Leslie not I don't care how you take it, which way there is a line there where she bails out these people too much. Are they going to learn anything? And I think that's what I struggle with the most as a leader, for sure.
0: Yeah, there's definitely a fine line there between you know, enabling and 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 the compassion that and, and, you know we're trying to help people, right? And because that line is is so thin, sometimes we are going to make mistakes and sometimes we are going to have misjudgments, but as long as we can recognize that and, and and grow from that and learn from that, that that's all great. And and I think sometimes tough love, though, comes into play because there are consequences to our actions. Even though like Jerry in this case and in in the last uh, episode that we we discussed, you know, with with Tom uh, shooting Ron in the head, there should be consequences to those actions. We don't want people to get in trouble. We don't want them to falter. We don't want them to step back or or, or, or you know spiral downward. But yet, it, it's, a, it's a lot of times it's a tough call. What what do we do? So I look at it like raising kids. You know, sometimes the kids want to play in the street, right? And because it's fun, we want to go play kickball in the street, whatever. But we, as parents, know that's dangerous. They shouldn't be playing in the street. So we'll tell the kids, get out of the street. You can't go play in the street. The kids don't want to hear that. And they'll get mad at us. And sometimes they'll even tell us they hate us. Those are just the words that are coming at, at the moment. They don't, we know they, they don't mean that, but yet we have a, a bigger vision and we know what the dangers are that they don't. So that's where the tough love comes into play. You know, Even though they're, they're claiming to hate us, we still got to stick by our guns because we know the dangers of, of them playing in the street. And, and the same thing goes with the homeless folks. A lot of times they want things that they think they want or they think they need, and, and we don't give it to them. And by that, I mean we know that if we continue to do this, all we're doing is enabling them. It, that comes back to what we talked about early on is wanting better for others than we want for ourselves. So by enabling people, you are not doing that. You are not being compassionate at all. At all, there's a there's a, a a true danger there. So again, if we want to tie that back to the story here, the the episode, you know, Leslie has that, and she's walking that fine line. She does that quite often.
1: Oh know? yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Drew, you you got some thoughts on that?
2: Because we don't have a definitive model for how to find the line, I want to point out, though, that there is a line and that you tr- need to try to find the line, because I don't think that you can definitively say that you should land on one side or the other in the situation. It is very gray, depending on the situation of what is enabling and what is having compassion on somebody else. I think the trick is learning personally based on the skills that you have, your ability to read other people, you, you know your experience with their life situation or something like that. How do you walk the line? And guess what? Sometimes you're gonna end up too far to one side or the other, and you're just gonna have to take that in a feedback loop and continue to adapt. I mean, there's definitely been times where I have enabled people. And looking back, you're just like, okay. And sometimes you'll never know that you did, but sometimes it's like that feedback loop just just like comes all the way around and kicks you in the butt. Cause you're just like, oh, okay. I, I can see the exact results of why I shouldn't have given them that thing when they were asking for it.
1: The other thing, too, is I, I, I want to jump in here and just with this uh, as we're kind of closing out, which is that there is and I, I want to hit this in a later episode, not the next one or anything like that, but some episode in this series, I definitely want to talk about when to push somebody, when to push them to be better. When do you do that and how hard do you push? I think that's something here where she could have really given Jerry like the what for? And she did a little bit, but she really didn't like you know, hit in that hard with it, right? But she could have been like, hey, and go through literally like chapter and verse of some leadership manual or something. Is like, you're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to fabricate all this stuff. Don't make all this stuff up. Go in all that. So I'm I'm curious about that's a little bit of compassion too, like the tough love that Bibi was talking about. But it's almost like this, it's a little bit. Like what we get, so we start talking about, oh, that's a lecture. We'll, we'll talk about it in a future episode. Do you guys have anything else that you want to cover today as we're coming off the mountain?
0: Yeah, I think I think when you do push people, and sometimes it is necessary because it, it's in their best interest. Yeah. So that's compassion. You're yes. not doing it to, to, um, to lecture them. You're doing it because you want to see them grow. You want to see them do better. You and, and you know, like in in the workplace, for example, with your teams, you want the end result to be the best that it can possibly be. And if somebody's not holding up their end of the the, the deal on this, by pushing them, by nudging them, obviously gently and, and with kindness and and compassion, they're going to get better, and that makes everybody else better, and that makes the project better. Yeah, a lot of times, pushing people in the right direction is, is the right move.
2: And that's what we're going to spend the next nine or so episodes in this series talking about. Right. Is that yeah. we not just that, but that will be one of the focal points is what how do you find the line of being compassionate? How do you figure out how to spend your energy and, and, and be efficient in your energy and be compassionate? Because being compassionate is not about being efficient. Right. But We have finite energy and we need, like you said, if we really care about other people. And I love that you well, as we wrap this up. Right, Bibi, the, the definition that you gave, I don't know if it all stems from the same place or not, but your definition of love, which is putting other people, you know, their development before your own, basically, is exactly the definition that we use on Wonder Tour. It's M. Scott Peck's definition of love, which says to put somebody else's spiritual development above your own. It basically just means, by that, to put somebody else's purpose ahead of yours. <laughs> it's, and that has to be the starting point of compassion is you have to really want to put somebody else's purpose ahead of your purpose. And if that's if that would be the case, then you got to figure out how to sit down next to them and learn what what's going on with them. you got to figure out how to be there with them in the struggle and push them when they need to be pushed. Right. It's a again, it's a very tough line to cross sometimes where you just, you know, you, you go too far one way or the other.
1: Well, this has been a great opener on Compassion today. And, BB, just thank you so much for the past two episodes that you have worked with us on. We really appreciate it. Just thanks for all the experience that you bring to the table. And we will have you back in the future.
0: Anytime, sure. guys.
1: <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. All right. Well, we are, we're going to wrap it right there. If you had anything you want to add, hit us up on The Wonder Tour on Twitter. And next time for episode 52 and 53, we're going to be doing the Batman and we're going to study that and talk about the compassion that the Batman shows to the people of Gotham City. So looking forward to that. So I'm going to close this out and just remember character is destiny.
2: We'll see you next time.